Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. The SPT Secret Society is open for students who are looking to make a massive change in their PT school journey with fellow SPTs from around the world through our three pillars of study habits, personal development, and finances. This is for the motivated SPT ready to take action now because you know PT school is only a couple years long. So what are you waiting for? Click the link right now in the show notes to join us in the SPT Secret Society. And get your first month free by emailing us, ecretsay, E-C-R-E-T-S-A-Y. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. And for today's episode, we have a fellow SPT here today, and Jess is on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to do this. Oh, we're so excited to do this too. And for the people who don't know who you are, let's just like give a brief background and then we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty. So what got you into PT in the first place? Oh, gosh. Um, currently like my life story. Um, so I originally went uh, to undergrad for nursing. Both my parents are nurses. I thought it'd be like a genetic thing. It's going to come so naturally for me. It didn't. Um, so there was a time during undergrad and like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to try to volunteer a bunch of places. Maybe a light will come down me and help me find something. And then I started volunteering at um, the Rehab Institute of Chicago, which is now Shirley Ryan. Um, and so I started volunteering there and I gravitated working with the physical therapist and then led me down to this long road of finally getting into PT school. And now I only have one more semester of didactic uh, classes, which is just wild to me because it's just been a long time coming. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. So you're done with didactics in the spring, like in May? Yeah, I think we will have like a quick six week classes of um, what's the other word? Like a boards prep or something at the end? Like specialties. Like we can take a fun oh, therapy. Okay. Um, that's like an elective. School. Um, and then we go into our clinicals, I believe, in June. Ooh, so, that's exciting. Oh, wild. <laughs> I feel so unprepared. <laughs> Look, you will be great. I'm so excited to hear how it goes. Um, and where are you now? So we should clarify. You're about to do second. Are you about to enter the second year? So I'm currently a second year. Um, and then next spring, or I guess, Jan, yeah, within like the next couple of weeks, I will be on my second semester as a, as a second year, which is just so wild to me. You're almost a third year. Yeah, that's just not... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's so cool, though. 
It is wild. Um, so I am from Chicago. I can actually say I'm from Chicago. I don't know if you guys know this thing. A lot of suburban people from the Chicagoland area say they're from Chicago, but they're not. But I, so I actually live in the city of Chicago and I've lived only in Illinois my whole life. So now I go to school in Ohio. So that was my first time ever living out of state. It was a huge change for me. And it was a very hard transition for me to even, even though it's still the Midwest and it's not. It's not the same. Yeah, it was, it was not the same. Um, so I think that also contributed why my first semester or fall semester of PG school was very difficult for me as a, I was still transitioning into, well, I'm becoming a student again. I took like a two year break. So just getting into that groove again in a different area. I don't have any family around or friends. So it was wild, but due to the whole pandemic, I got to come home, which was like a very bittersweet thing to me. Like I got like, I never thought I would move back to Chicago for like that long again. We were like in the middle of spring break and then like, just kidding, you're gonna stay there. <laughs> I feel like we all had that initial shock of you're on spring break or you're in class and you're like, wait, I'm going home. And then here we are in December and it's like so many months later, but yeah. And tell us a little bit about how that transition was, especially being out of school for two years or being, if you were taking any prereqs, but how was that transition into PT school? So right after undergrad, um, since I was nursing prior, I knew I had to, um, take extra classes to be more prepared for PT school. And I wanted to get more uh, uh, observation hours as well. So I took like maybe one or two classes while working full time um, as a PTA and like an office insurance person. Um, And so I thought, I'm gonna gonna be like furious through this. Everyone's gonna tell me PT school is so hard, but like, I feel like I already know all this stuff. I've been observing for years. I'm going to be incredible. I like, I felt like I aced my uh, PT interview. So I just like, I'll be fine. Everyone, everyone just need to relax. And then I just got hit with a piano. The whole band fell on me. (laughs) And I just, I remember during, um, so our first semester of uh, PT school is um, anatomy, which is, I believe like eight credit hours plus um, exercise physiology and some anatomy days, which included our lecture and our cadaver lab. Those were like eight hour days. And I worked like an eight hour job in like hindsight. I'm just like, how did that not translate? But like my brain is on like 200% and for a job it's on for like maybe five, maybe 20%. And I just remember this is, this is like the worst marathon of my life. I'm not a, I'm not a long distance runner to begin with but I'm clearly, I just can't. <laughs> um, so in short, I'm sorry. It was very hard. I, so hard. <laughs> what was hard about it? I know most people, especially, okay, so you were working full-time for two years and taking some prereqs and stuff and, and taking them um, or doing observation hours. So was the hard part like getting back into the group of class or what else was kind of going on while you're transitioning? Where in Ohio were you? So I'm in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. You're in Southern Ohio. I'm from Akron, Ohio. So like, yeah. I only know that little pocket. So <laughs> Ohio. I think for me, 
it was in the, I think it was also just using my brain in such a different way that I was not used to. Like I did fine in undergrad, but this was just like asking 10 times more on the spot. Just, just like, I think I like to sit with material for a while and let me like slowly go through it. When undergrad, I would like literally write down everything and that's how I got by. But since everything was on such a time crunch, it was, it was very hard to balance time, sleeping, eating, just, I think the big, yeah, the biggest thing for me was the time management and just like processing everything. Cause this, this process where my brain was still like, still working out its kinks and I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is all real, like first semester. I mean, I feel like you're just not prepared until you're actually in the thick of it in anatomy and cadaver lab. And you just realize like, holy shit, this is, this is actually happening. And I mean, now we can all reminisce and an extent about those days, but even then, even pre COVID, it was, it was a lot. And, you know, after first semester, after you got over that, how, you know, how did the second and third semester really first year go overall? So after the, my summer semester of anatomy, so I, d- I did struggle with anatomy a bit. I think just because, again, it was like fast paced and I was very homesick. And so we took like, I think about a two week break in between summer and fall semester. In the fall, like we were forewarned by like second years, our teachers, this is probably gonna be your hardest semester. So even just having that looming over our heads was kind of terrifying to begin with. Because uh, our semester consisted of neuroscience, biomechanics, foundations, which is like our pathology, pharmacology, uh, surface anatomy, and professional socialism. And so in the summer, I already thought it was difficult balancing just like two courses, but now you're giving us five. And then it's like, it was just, how do I put this? Um, and it's okay to be blunt too. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Follow the question again, I have to think. Again. How was it? What helped you? I guess well, I'll rephrase just a tiny bit, Gabby. What helped you um, moving forward into the next semester? I know first semester was rough. <laughs> okay. What helped me? Um, so luckily my program uh, offers a student-led tutoring session. We get led by the year, uh, the second years. So they offer that like weekly for each course. Um, so I tend that like every time I made myself sit in the front because while I was dealing, not only with trying to deal with like transition to school, I was dealing with a lot of outside stuff too. So it was very hard for me to give my 100% in class, in lecture, just even outside of school. So I felt like if I just forced myself to sit through something extra, maybe my brain will process something um what else did I did um and so since the summer was very difficult for me like mentally emotionally I sought out uh counseling that my school offered and anybody that's dealing with well anything even PT so if it's just if PT school is your biggest issue I suggest like going to counseling I think it's just a nice way to get things off your chest and just have somebody listen to you without any judgment um, and that really helped me a lot. Not only did it help me get into PT school, but also deal with the external factors that were affecting my daily life. 
Um, and before I was very shy talking to my professors, I thought they were all intimidating. They all hate me. They don't want anything to do with me. I'm just another body. I look like this fragile mess in class. But I think as the semester, my fall semester, I started being more open about like what's going on, like why I'm so distracted in class, like why I, I'm not excelling in some ways. And I developed a more friendly relationship. Like I'm very, right now, I would say I have a very, very close relationship with my advisor and uh, one of my, my biomechanics professor, like we're on we're Instagram friends and we send each other memes sometimes. Like it's really cool to develop that type of relationship with somebody who's also teaching you the material. It just makes you more comfortable and unafraid to approach things that like, you're scared of. Like I'm so, I think one of my biggest fears is looking dumb. And I feel like that's almost every student's, but like I have like, if I look dumb, I will hide. I will like not talk and I'm a very talkative person. So I just become the complete opposite of who I am. And to finally have like some relief by confiding in somebody, I think that's just huge. I think counseling should be mandatory for all grad students. Like day one, everyone go schedule with the counselor, like at least just have one or two sessions like for everybody, I think is just essential. So I'm glad that you brought that up, first of all. And second of all, are you open to talking about what were the external factors? Like what did you open up to your professors about that kind of helped them understand why you were so distracted in class and kind of what was going on there? Sure. So I think the whole reason why I contacted you guys, my fall uh, semester, I was dealing with a very big uh, heartbreak for me. Um, I'm in, I will say, I haven't had a lot of relationships in my life, but I would say this one was the hardest I've ever had to deal with. I think, cause I was, there was a lot of changes in my life and this was such a steady force in my life. And then that was also cut off and it was done and it didn't end so well. It just put me in such a whirlwind of I'm a mess. Like I just always felt like I'm a mess. Like my school works a mess. I don't know what, what my teacher's talking about right now. It's complete Latin to me. And then like just trying to sort out all of that while trying to focus on myself. It became more distracting as the semester went on because uh, he is also involved in physical therapy. So my coursework reminded me of him like all the time. So I just wanted, I just remember like there were times I was just like, God, I wish like nothing went wrong with us. I wish we just remained friends because I just would love to ask him for help with this. Like he was such a great tutor to me during um, the GRE and just also he was like, I observed with him. So he taught me a few things too. And I just wish if I could turn back time, I, well, now I don't care. But <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot to be constantly reminded, especially if it was somebody who, knew about PT and was kind of helping you along. And I'm really glad that we're talking about this. I know Gabby and I, and you know, the three of us chatted about this before we hit record, but this is something that does need to be talked about. Like in grad school, in any kind of schooling you're going through, especially things are going to go on outside of the classroom that are difficult to deal with. And I think it's so important for us to just start this conversation because I know we get a lot of private messages from all of you listening about things that happen 
throughout your programs that make it very difficult. And I want you all to listen to what Jess is saying and not give up, like whatever you're going through. So after you're going through that and you opened up to your professors, I guess, how did you start that conversation with them in the first place? I think as time like went on, they started, they started picking up on your mannerisms. Um, I only have, I believe, nine professors in my program. So what's nice about that is they really do get to know you and they get to, um, and they try to talk to us one-on-one and stuff. And they just knew, or I believe it was around like October, November, I was like, I was down. I'm usually a more bubbly person, but for a good chunk of like October, November, I, they even told me myself, like, you're just not yourself, like what's going on? And I, one of my professors asked to speak with me after um, our classes. And I thought, I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? Am I, am I done with the program? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> And she just came up to me and she sat me down and she's like, let's talk friend. And I was just like, oh my gosh, who's this woman? And I just remember breaking down and crying in front of her. And I, I, yes, I'm an emotional person. I can cry during movies, but I don't like to cry about myself very easily, but let alone like kind of a stranger at the time. Um, For her to do that for me was so undeniably kind. Like she's, the best person ever. That year, I didn't go home for Thanksgiving because uh, outside of the heartbreak and stuff, I was also dealing with some family stuff and my mother and I weren't at a good place. So I decided to stay uh, at school in Ohio for Thanksgiving. And she offered for me to like stay with her for Thanksgiving. She just opened her door to me. She's amazing. And she really took the time to get to know me as a person and besides a student, and she just gave me the confidence that I needed because I feel like almost every PT student, I will be shocked if anyone denies this, is that they have that imposter syndrome, like, no, I'm, I'm totally faking this. Like, I've, how did I even get here? They chose the wrong person and stuff. And that was like ringing through my head, like 24 seven, like how the hell did I trick them to get me into this program? And there was a very lot, a lot of points in the fall where I'm like, I need to just be done. Like, this isn't working. I'm not emotionally equipped to do this. It's just, I'm not meant to do this. And I really don't know where I would be today if she didn't come up and like take the time to ask me what's going on. Cause it gave me like little, little, like she sparked my fire to like try again, just like keep going, just try to finish it out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And then because she did that, I started speaking to my professors more candidly. I started developing like a better relationship with my advisor. And she's like the sweetest woman ever. She, I love her. She, uh, I mailed her a mask during the pandemic because she loves, um, she loves Winnie the Pooh. And during the whole pandemic, our advisors, all our professors took the time to like really talk to us to make sure that we're all mentally okay. Cause I think throughout the whole well, world, everyone's just like in a sheer panic. And especially as students, we're constantly in a panic of like classes and coursework. And it just, ampl- the pandemic for me amplified it. And they, what was really nice, my advisor, like she met with me, I think on a weekly basis. And this poor woman has like, I think 30 other advisees <laughs> to worry about, but she even, she even called me a few times on my, on my phone. Gosh, sweet lady. 
sorry, I'm on a I'm on a rampage now. Sorry. No, you're good. And it's just so great to have that relationship with your professors because I feel like in undergrad, it, you might be distanced from them. And just to have that in grad school and especially in, you know, in the fall when all of those things were going on and you just weren't focused, I think that says and attributes a lot to who your professors are and how they really care for their students. And I hope all programs are like that because that's amazing, especially just making sure that you are okay because you are a person like school. Yes, school is important, but it's not your life. We always say like PT school is not your whole life. So um, that's really definitely important to note. And so after that semester, was there a, I guess, a point that you remember where you're like, okay, like I can move on from this and be okay. Yes, there's going to be times where it will come up, but do you remember a specific like moment or a point of time when you thought like, okay, I can move on from this relationship? Oh boy. I think even besides being a student, like that moment is so unexpected. Like I wanted that moment, like immediately, as soon as I started school, like I, I remember telling myself, like, I do not need this. He, I know in my mind, it's, he's not my end game, but obviously your mind and your heart are two different things. But I believe the pivotal moment for me, it didn't happen during the pandemic. And I know the pandemic was very, was very hard on everybody, but I like to see some positivity in that because, I mean, cause there is so much negative, like you might as well try. And I think for me, us being quarantined at home, and so I didn't quarantine with my family, I quarantined with my own roommates uh, in Chicago. And the, this is the apartment I used to live in prior to school. And just to have that type of like, uh, what's the word, routine again, or just a comfort area. Um, just to be surrounded by people I love again, constantly. Um, and this reminding me of like who I was and this, and then that particular person no longer, never defined me to begin with. I was still great without him. I'm still amazing without him. Um, and I think you guys can correct me when you're wrong. When you're dealing with a heartbreak, you just notice as time goes on, you're not thinking about them constantly. And just like, and you just like take that sit back, like, oh my God, I didn't think about them like all day until this very moment. This is, this is like such an improvement. And then I think I just started focusing on myself because I think during all of quarantine, we all were dealing with our own many little heartbreaks um, and like some type of loss. So I was just really during that time, of, like not only trying to do school, I'd really tried to like find things that I loved doing that were outside of school. Um, I started painting again, which I used to do even at, <laughs> before, uh, before school, my old job, we had, uh, like these clear walls or whatnot. So I worked at those, uh, outpatient clinics, uh, that you see like on every other street and they would let me decorate the whole window for like every holiday. So I drew like a giant Grinch with dry erase markers. Like they let me be so creative there. So during the quarantine, um, when I wasn't studying, I would paint our like windows and um, I'd paint like nurses and just like little signs of hope and all that. So I think, sorry, during those moments, I realized like, I'm gonna be fine. Like as long as I do something I love, this guy's 
I'm doing hand moves. No one's going to see that. <laughs> Pick them up, throw them out the window is kind of the hand motion she's doing. <laughs> he gone. <laughs> he gone. Honestly, I think it's refreshing to hear because so many people go through something like this. You know, the pandemic amplified a lot of things, right? It either brought people closer together or it brought them farther apart. This is both the biggest time where people are having like a big baby boom and also a big time where people are getting divorces. So like the same thing is happening throughout physical therapy school too. And I think we sometimes forget that we are not just students. We do have a life. We do have to find what we love and do things we love and be ourselves again if you somehow lost yourself throughout PT school, which is so easy to do. And I can say I definitely did the first semester too. So First of all, I think it's super cool that you were being artistic again, and I wish I was artistic like that, but I would love to see your paintings. What got you inspired to kind of get back into what you loved? Was it being in your old space again? Was there any particular thing that kind of got you thinking like, hey, I should get back into dot, dot, dot? I think because uh, PT school was such a huge change, like it did like a 180 on my life like I could I didn't get I couldn't like hang out with my friends on the regular I couldn't call or text them I used to have like those snapchat um, fire things I couldn't keep up with them anymore um, so I really do think I craved something for my old life and even that professor that I mentioned earlier she she knew like I was artistic we just took um, our biomechanics exam and it was like a hand and I like, drew the hand <laughs> and, like on my test and she like handed me to my test bag she's like Jess this is like really pretty like I almost want you to keep this but I can't let you keep it and I'm like okay <laughs> and she pointed out um since I was struggling with my coursework in the fall like I should take the time to draw things out like this is clearly how I learn whatever I'm doing whatever I was doing at that time did not work and sign up. I was doing a lot of things. I was doing way too much and nothing was retaining. So she said, like, go back to like drawing and writing things out because that's how you'll retain things. And now I picked that up. And of course, there's only like one more semester of didactic coursework. And I now know what I need to do to learn. Um, so I think she sparked that. And I tried to take the time to draw things for my friends. Um, because like I'm a student now, I don't have money to buy gifts. So I started, I started drawing for my friends for birthdays and stuff. And then like when the pandemic hit, like, well, I can't go out to see them. I'm just going to draw on our, my walls like I did when I was five. Um, and then I think that opened a lot of doors. Like I, it sparked a different type of joy in my life, like almost like PT. Like I'm creating something for somebody else. Uh, that's that's what brings me joy in my life. And I like kind of what you said, I think that PT is creative. So you are creative in a sense. Like you're coming up with different ways to help people. Out. So sorry, I want to end this on a good note, but I don't know how that did. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. What actually helped you? Like what did the counselor, so going back to just briefly, um, if you are open to sharing, what was helpful when you did go to counseling. I think a lot of students are afraid to take that first step and they're like, well, I don't think it would really help because they are comparing themselves to other people who have like quote unquote bigger problems in them. That's like the biggest trigger word I 
could ever say because I hate that. But um, <laughs> what was most helpful from the counselor in the beginning to kind of overcome this ex-boyfriend and all these other things that were going on in the background? I think what's important to remember, like being in PT school, like, yes, when we describe ourselves, we usually describe like I'm a student, but we're more than just students, kind of what we've been saying. And by talking to a counselor, they remind you that you're more than just like someone of academia. You have these feelings, you need to process them, or they're gonna spill out another way. A very nice analogy that my counselor put is that uh, your emotions and all your fears are like a balloon or like a, a ball that you just keep trying to put underwater in the pool. But no matter how much you try to push it down, it's gonna pop up some other way. And I've been in counseling throughout my life. Like, I think I've been speaking to somebody since I was like 10 years old, just because I have major depressive disorder. So that was a nice mix to us this all. And I think she, by far, she's the best counselor I've ever had. She really helped me deep down and, and see myself for who I truly was and really allowed me to love myself in a different way, if not better. Like before, when I was younger, when I was part, uh, doing counseling, I think there were almost like band-aids in a sense. Like, yes, they're gonna help me through this brief period and then, and all that. But my current counselor, she told me like, we're not gonna put a band-aid this, we're going, we're diving deep, we're digging this hole up and we're really gonna try to rebuild you from the ground up because she's just that amazing in person. She just really saw what I needed and I don't know how, she's a wonder woman and it's hard to describe, but I definitely see myself in a very different light than where I was last year. I feel like I'm more in tune to like who I am now and I don't second guess myself as much as I used to. Sure, I'll like second guess myself in like an exam, but like who I am is like a person. <laughs> like I, I don't doubt myself in a sense, like I don't doubt that I'm a good person anymore. Like I would just be so hard of my, on myself as, Oh, my whole entity, I'd just be very critical of myself and it's very negative. But now I believe I'm more patient. And I think counseling, especially uh, as a PT student, I think we, all, we, we hold ourselves to such a high standard and we're very, we're not very forgiving of ourselves. And it doesn't help that our grades, like we're, our grades are numeric and we're not, we're humans, we're not, not robots or numbers. So I think counseling allows you to process these things, um, your emotions, and allows you to love yourself a little more because your grades are, your grades are not going to give you some love, They're just numbers. <laughs> or colors in Gabby's case. <laughs> I was going to say, or colors, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. We don't have numbers. We have green, yellow, red. That they is our grades. To, yeah, they equate to numbers, but you don't yeah. know what the number is. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Unless you look on an Excel spreadsheet, which is the hack for that. Ooh, but Daddy, don't tell people that. <laughs> no, it's okay. But um, yeah, I love how you said the process and, you know, it's so, it's so true because even, even just talking to someone in counseling services, I feel like just letting all of that out is so important. And even, well, obviously during this pandemic, it is. Um, being online and have you been able to have any tele televisit or tele I don't want to say telehealth but online like I guess it is telehealth uh, mm -hmm. sessions with your counselor oh yeah yeah she 
she'll um, email me like, hey, how you been? I haven't heard of you from a while. I, right now, I don't see her as much as I used to. Back in the fall, I would see her like every week. But now that I'm in a more better state, we do like more catch up stuff. But yes, we do um, telehealth. Like my school offers that. And we also like offer like other doctor telehealth stuff, which is so odd to me. Like, I mean, it's almost very, it's very convenient, honestly. I don't have to wait in line and all that jazz, but if people are listening who are interested in counseling, I highly recommend seeking out like the counseling services at your school or some type of telehealth if you're under your parents' insurance. There's, there's always some way to talk to somebody who uh, can provide you with professional help. Uh, there's apps now too, so. Exactly. There's so many things. And for your program, I guess it, it differs per program, but from my understanding, most programs offer some free counseling. Was it still covered, like, I guess with your tuition fees, essentially, but it, was it still covered via telehealth or was it only covered in person? Um, it was, so it's through my tuition. I don't pay outside of that. Right. Um, so I didn't need insurance for that. Is that what you're Okay, at? good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just checking for the people listening. They're like, wait, so does it cost money? Well, you guys are already paying a hell of tuition to <laughs> go and do that. So it's covered. Um, if you guys are like, well, I don't think my school has that. There are apps for it. Go on betterhelp.com, something like that. Put in that your student is only like $40 a week um, or something like that. So it's very affordable and you guys can just do it. Um, <laughs> just go for it. And I know there are other things you do too. So I don't want to just talk about going through relationship breakups and trying to come out and talking about counseling. I love talking about this too, but you're doing a lot of other stuff outside of the classroom. I know you're doing some like video editing and marketing stuff for your program. So what are you up to with that? Oh gosh. Um, so I like kind of what I alluded to, I would say I have more creative skills than I would say than the different creative skills than the typical PT student. Like as I alluded to earlier, I mentioned I like painting and I really do like uh, video editing and photo editing. I, oh, I hate like saying this. Like I used to model back in my uh, time out, uh, after undergrad. I got to like work with um, the Bulls and some other Chicago artists. And that really kind of drove me to be a PT for different uh, types of patients, like for performers and like that. That's kind of like the path I want, I'm leaning towards right now. And during the fall, I felt like I was just slowly focused on science. I wanted my creativity back. Like I felt like I just shut out a different part of myself. So as my coursework got, not easier or lighter, but like I had a better handle on it, I started to do that more often. So now my program even asked me to help them with like our, our program's video. So I got to edit and film the promo video that we use for our interviews. So that was a load of fun. And I run up, I helped run my school's uh, Instagram page. And I, I will say, I think I've made it a lot more fun. That's just a tooting my own horn. I add like a bunch of memes and uh, and I do lives of uh, sometimes of our classes. There was, we do a lottery for our clinical rotations. So I started NBA theme song uh, as we were waiting to get our lottery slots. And I just, <laughs> I just try to make PG school as much fun as possible through uh, 
funny memes and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And are you, is this more of a graduate assistant position? Because I know you're doing a lot of social media and video editing. Are you getting paid for this as a GA or no? I'm just getting full pride in my work. <laughs> Creative outlet. Look, it's all good. You got to do something, right? And make PT school more fun because it should be more fun. It's those little things like playing the little NBA song or whatever. I don't even know either. So don't worry. <laughs> I, when you're doing the lottery, Gabby can relate to that because you guys yes. do the lottery too. Oh. And I think it's so fun. Gabby, you guys do fun things for lotteries too. Honestly, I'm a little jealous sometimes, but you know what? <laughs> makes things way more interesting in PT school. Yeah, I think we forget that we're, we're just like too, we're so serious all the time. I'm not, okay, I can be a serious person, but I rather make light of things and try to have fun with it. And I think it's so funny to like, like shake up the room a bit. Like, remember, this is like not a big deal. This is like not the end of the world. Like, this is supposed to be fun. There's literally, like our teachers are literally giving us candy and whatnot. We're just... Our program was like dress up in your favorite sports teams and all that. So like it's supposed to be fun, but everybody's like coming up with these like ridiculous maps of like if this happens, I can do this, this, and this, and this. And like, guys, you're gonna get a rotation. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be okay. I know it'll suck if you don't get what you want, but there's no need. You you're gonna be fine. We're all gonna be fine. We're gonna graduate. We're gonna get there. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> That's literally the mentality I had during that process, because it seems like our lotteries are very similar, but I'm glad you brought that up because even if it wasn't the lottery, like grades, if you make a bad grade or a bad color, whatever you do, <laughs> it's not the end of the world. You have so many other exams and quizzes and so many other things that factor into other classes, not just that sole, sole one, but I'm glad that you brought that up of just sometimes you just got to chill and and just have fun because PT school flies by as we've been as we've been talking about this and once you're on your clinical rotations like that's that's it you're on the last leg of PT school and then graduation and taking the board exam so it goes by really fast. Yes, I think you guys can uh, maybe back me up on this. I think when PT school like my outside life becomes on like such a pause. I think in my, whenever I come home, I think it's still like summer of 2019, like nothing else has changed. Like I'm like, and then I come home like, oh, this is new. Wait, who's what? What are you guys doing now? When did this happen? There's a new show now. What is this? I still haven't watched like, I'm so behind. What's the Mandalorian? I haven't watched that. I haven't watched like so many things. I'm like, everything's on pause until I go back or until I'm done with school. But it's so wild, like things have flown by. Like I know, I think in my mind, I'm still like 25 and in February I'm turning 27 now. Oh my God, ew, <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a great face. <laughs> For those who are listening, it's like, you know, Oh, it's kind of scary. That's so wild. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Ooh. I know. We talked about a lot today. And I'm just glad you came on the podcast to chat with us a bit just about so many things. And I know 
we already talked about a lot of tips for PT students, but if you had to just pick one super important one, what would you tell a current PT student? Um, I would say just take the time to remember why you wanted to be a PT. Um, during my whole, uh, hard fall semester, I found my old um, PT applications and I read the, the essay of like why I wanted to be in PT school, why I should be accepted this program, just as a reminder like of who I was as a person, why I wanted to pursue this career path. And I know you just said like one thing, but just to be kinder to yourself, like this program is hard. Like there's no doubt about that. Even if you were somehow got, like you got a four point whatever, um, four point whatever, like you were the best student of all time. It's gonna be hard. And just remember you're not alone, whether it's like relying on your other classmates, your professors, your friends from back home, your family, get a dog. I got a dog during the pandemic. <laughs> so just find that support system and you're going to be, you're going to be fine. You're going to do amazing. Not fine. You're going to do amazing. Oh my God. You got a dog. I just have to ask what kind of dog. The love of my life. Um, she is a border collie husky. I particularly remember when I was telling my old coworkers, uh, when I, before I even got into PG school, like I'm considering getting a dog during grad school. And they were like, don't get a dog. You won't have a time. And lo and behold, the pandemic happened. And look who has time. I have time. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I mean, if you can handle a dog, you should go for it. If you're a cat person, just go get an animal. It's just so nice to have constant love and no judgment whatsoever and just can like hold like I even talk to my dog when I study I teach her about frozen shoulders and all that <laughs> so that's how you learn teach your dog about frozen yes. fro- can't say, frozen shoulder frozen <laughs> shoulder <laughs> yes. and you'll remember it forever she does I mean I hope she does <laughs> <laughs> she'll learn how to treat herself one day <laughs> so funny But thank you so much for coming on, Jess. It was so fun talking with you. And we know that students will really resonate with what you said. And if they're thinking, where can I contact Jess? Where um, can they find you on social media? So my uh, Instagram handle is your just in time. It's funny phrase, but it's it's Y-O-U-R-E-J-E-S-S in time. Uh, I often confuse the word just for my name when people say that. So that's how it happened. (laughs) I love it. So punny. Well, we appreciate you. We'll have to do an updated episode sometime in the future. Post-graduation coming soon, I'm sure. When do you graduate? Um, May of 2022. Oh, God. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay, so May 2022. Just... DPT coming near you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for real, Jess. This was so fun. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gratitude. We would absolutely love to hear your biggest takeaway from this episode and share it out on all of the social media platforms and tag us so we can see it. And if you like our show, the best thing you could do is to take a minute to write a review to help us get this out to more students like you to shift the narrative away from stressed and broke SPT.